Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. This month, sepsis awareness is being marked and the aim is to get everyone listening to be familiar with the signs and the symptoms. Um, and uh, we're going to talk to a couple of people now, including advanced nurse practitioner Nori, Nora Cunningham, who lost her baby son Owen to sepsis shortly before his first birthday. And uh, Nora, you're welcome to the programme. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe, and thank you very much. You're very welcome. So tell us a little of um, this tragic story. Yeah. So Owen was born to us um, a little early than expected and weighing just four and a half pounds, but did very well and was very healthy um, and meeting all his milestones along the way. And, uh, you know, was doing very well, um, vaccinations up to date, um, no pro- no problems at all, beautiful little boy. Um um, you know, idolised by everybody, and um, you know, had had no underlying health conditions or anything. And um, I suppose it was coming up to near Christmas time, and he was just approaching eleven months. And we had our annual trip, family trip to Dublin, as you do for Christmas. So that had been planned, and around the same time, there was a huge amount of the influenza virus um, about. And there was, in particularly where he was being minded with the other kids, some of them actually had virus and were very sick with it. So I was just very conscious of this. Um, but he had no, like he was well here. He didn't display any, he had no sniffles, he had no head cold, no temperature, nothing. But I kind of, at the time I was questioning myself, should I go to Dublin or should I bring him with me? But I had no reason to do that Um um, because he was quite well that day and the day before. So I went to Dublin um, and checked in a few times that day and um, he was well, he was eating, drinking, nothing to be concerned about at all. Um, and by the time I got home that night, he was already in bed, um, as was his sister, who was two and a half. Um, and uh, I checked on them and they were sleeping. There was no problem. He looked very well. There'd be no problems during the day. And then before I went to bed again myself that night, at about midnight, I checked on him and he was asleep. Um, but he opened his eyes and uh, smiled up at me. Um, but he was, he, you know, he looked good. Um, and like I laid my hands on him and he didn't have any temperature or anything like that. So the next morning when, when I got up, my husband was already gone to work and I got my daughter up for preschool and she headed off to preschool. And I went to get Owen up out of bed. And um, unfortunately, um, Owen had passed away during the night, which I didn't know until then. And I, I suppose, you know, being a mother and being, I'm also a nurse, I tried to resuscitate him, but I knew when I found him that he was dead and dead for quite a while. And when his results did come back, it did show that he died about two o'clock in the morning. Um Unfortunately for us, um, Owen died of a pneumococcal septicemia, which is um, a really, really bad bug to get. And for us, unlike most people, we didn't get any warning signs that he had an infection or that he had developed sepsis. That's extraordinary. Yeah, it wasn't not the best story, unfortunately, no. but... No, of course not. An absolute tragedy. But but um, the the fact that there, there were no signs and remembering that you know you know what you're doing. Let's put yeah. it that way. And you, and you were on alert because of the flu. 
Yes, and I suppose with sepsis, you know, in most cases, um, you know, there are warning signs because usually somebody has an infection. And what happens, the infection um, triggers a kind of an over, a, you know, a huge body response that affects then the functions of organs. And you do get signs and symptoms then, you know, like confusion or slurred speech, extreme shivering and muscle pain or very high temperature not passing urine and particularly babies like own, you know, if you'd had a dry nappy for more than 12 hours, um, you know, if, with adults, just that awful feeling that you're going to die or even as a child, as a parent, you know, when you know that your child just isn't right, they're not right, um, or skin rashes or skin, you know, skin being mottled and discoloured, they'd be normally the signs that you'd look out for, but own didn't have any of those which was unfortunate, um, but, you know, it's, I suppose with the pneumococcal septicemia, it was, um, it is quite rapid. And for us, we didn't get any warning signs, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, impossible, I suppose, to you know, emotionally yeah. process any of that really, isn't it? You know, Absolutely. And I suppose, you know, I suppose the reason I, I, I'm sharing the story is to, try and raise awareness of it, you know, in the hope that people remember his story and, you know, make themselves aware of, I suppose, number one, what you can do to prevent it, um, which would be to keep, you know, people as healthy as possible and particularly the elderly and young kids or people with underlying conditions. And it's important that, you know, that we're aware that when we have infections that we are watching for the signs and symptoms of sepsis and making sure vaccinations are up to date. And if you are worried about your, you know, an adult parent or anybody belonging to your child, and they're just not right or, you know, they're on treatment for an infection, antibiotics, and they're just not getting better, it's, you know, it's really important that you do advocate for them and that you seek very, very urgent help and just call an ambulance because, you know, if you, if you delay and wait until tomorrow morning for the GP, it will be too late. Right. And when did this happen, Nora? So this happened, it's uh, 18 years ago now, um, so it's, it's it's been quite a while. And I suppose the other thing at the time as well, in our case for own, you know, there wasn't the flu vaccine option for kids and also there wasn't the pneumococcal vaccine option for kids, which are in place now. Nice. Um, so, you know, it is important that we do avail of these as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Nora's telling us there, and advanced nurse practitioner herself, about her baby son, Owen, um, who passed away due to sepsis shortly before his first birthday. And uh, we also want to welcome Yvonne Young, who's the HSE National Sepsis Team and Group Assistant Director of Nursing with the UL Hospital Group. And you're welcome, Yvonne. Um, Good morning, Joe. So we've seen one, heard one tragic example there. Um, but the thing about sepsis is it can affect people at all ages uh, and clearly it can creep up and you have to be so wary of it. Uh, that's right, Joe. And um, as Nora said, you know, in Owen's case, you know, they didn't have any warning signs and, you know, Nora was on kind of high alert because there was flu circulation, but Owen had, a, you know, an aggressive form of, of sepsis and unfortunately he had died within a couple of hours and, um you know, it, it is, it's a complex condition, you know, it's a time-dependent medical emergency and it also has a five times higher mortality rate than heart attacks and strokes. And it actually affects 50 million people globally, resulting in 11 million deaths. 
And so that's why it's so important to raise awareness. You know, sepsis can develop from any infection. It can be fungal, viral, bacteria, or from protosa. But that doesn't mean, of course, that every infection was developing to sepsis. But we do know that of those that are more vulnerable and who are more likely to get sick with infection and develop sepsis, such as the very, you know, very young, especially the under ones, because our immune systems haven't matured yet. You know, they are older population because our immune system starts to deteriorate as we age. And of course, people living with pre-existing medical conditions like diabetes, chronic kidney disease, chronic liver disease. And of course, those who have a weakened immune system. And and if it is caught early, can it be treated? But in the the majority of cases, Joe, the best outcome that we can... um, that you can get for people, it, it's through early recognition, early detection, early treatment and management. Now, unfortunately, in some cases, you know, the bug that's causing, causing the infection can be extremely aggressive and people could be dead within a couple of hours, like some of those meningococcal or pneumococcal meningitis infections. Um, but there's, you know, there are majority cases, there are signs and symptoms that we can look out for. Um, that you know can alert us to the red flag syndrome or sorry the red flag uh, um, symptoms that if we make ourselves aware um, and like Nora said earlier you know if we we or a loved one has infection and they're not getting better and they're continuing to deteriorate even if they started to start a treatment it's really important that we seek uh, urgent medical help And and the thing about this Nora is and it kind of comes back to some extent as you alluded to earlier to vaccines, doesn't it? Because clearly there are things that can be vaccinated against um, that can make a difference here. Absolutely. And I suppose, you know, I suppose we all need to do whatever we can to make sure that we all remain as healthy as possible and our, you know, our our family and our kids in particular. Um, And, you know, vaccinations are really important, but they are only one part of it as well. So making sure you know, that we we try to avoid infections if possible as well. And even in kids with, you know, simple cuts and falls and that, you know, that we're aware and that, you know, things are, you know, that those are covered and they're not getting infections. And, you know, that, you know, there's something that, you know, staying as healthy as possible and, you know, good diet, good exercise, all those things help as well. But it is impossible, you know, it is important to try and avoid infection, particularly in the people that are vulnerable. So you're very old, you're very young, and people with underlying health conditions would be the, you know, the people that are really, I suppose, at high risk of developing infections and possibility of sepsis. Okay. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much for telling us about Owen. And uh, I think the message does get out there in a very clear way when people hear um, a story yeah. like that and it just makes them realise you know, this is something that they need to watch out for very, very carefully indeed. So thank you very much Advanced Nurse Practitioner Nora Cunningham uh, for joining us and Yvonne Young of the National Sepsis Team uh, based uh, at uh, the UL Hospitals Group. We appreciate your time as well and uh, please watch out for the signs and don't be afraid to make that call to your GP or to act as swiftly as you possibly can if you have those concerns. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.